Hawks Nation, what is going on? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Fan TV podcast. Hope you guys have been staying happy and healthy out there since I last saw you guys. Speaking of that, I do want to kind of apologize for not releasing some episodes over the last few weeks that I originally attended. Um, I also intended, you know, do that season recap, as I said in the last episode, but due to some unforeseen circumstances, I wasn't exactly able to get those episodes out. Um, One of the bigger reasons, as you guys can see tonight, it is only me. Um, that is because my what was so, what was very hopingly my my permanent co-host Arian is his schedule is just a little too hectic right now with his work and he's actually the head editor of all the articles on Hawks Fan TV as well so he kind of had a lot on his HFTV plate as it was so um, currently in the process of looking for a new co-host I do believe I have found one so he should be on here soon uh, but at least for this episode and maybe the next couple it, it will be just me but. Uh, you know, wanted wanted to apologize. You know, I I know in this in this industry a lot uh, is is weighted on consistency, and I want to be sure that you guys know that we're a consistent source uh, for Hawks news and Haw- Hawks content here at Hawks Fan TV. So do apologize for that, but you know we'll 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 get on track going forward. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, as I mentioned, um, you know, well actually I don't think I have mentioned yet, but uh, th- this episode will for the most part just be a draft preview. I got a few guys that um. Got, got a little bit of analysis of, of them then and what I would want to see out of them if they were in a Hawks uniform. So I'll go over that a little bit later. Uh, Lemon Pepper Lou also announced his retirement this last week. So I'm, I'm going to go over some of my favorite uh, Lemon Lemon Pepper Lou, Lou Will Hawks moments uh, booming out of South Gwinnett. So, um, and also going to go over what, you know, what it means for Trey to be in LA on Father's Day. You know, I smile when I say that because, uh, you know, I don't think it means nothing. I don't think it means a ton either, but I don't know if it means nothing. So, um, so yeah, you know, just uh, happy to be back in it, guys. And um, we'll definitely have these episodes coming a little more consistently going forward. So uh, appreciate the support as always. And uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and get into it, guys. Um, so as I just mentioned, Lemon Pepper Lou, Lou Williams, uh, booming out of South Gwinnett, you know, fr- from Atlanta, uh, went straight to the league. Um, some people thought that was a mistake locally, but you know, they were proven wrong. Um, Lou, obviously, I don't think he will be remembered for his time in a Hawks uniform, probably maybe the Sixers or the Clippers or, or whatnot. I I don't know if he'll be remembered as an Atlanta Hawk, but I know the Hawks fans will always remember Lemon Pepper Lou in, in a high regard. Um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of go over some of my favorite moments with him. You know, I'll kind of just go descending. These aren't exactly ranked one through three. We'll just go the most recent to to the latest one. So, you know, the uh, the most recent favorite Lemon Pepper Lou moment definitely has to be the first career playoff start versus the Bucks in 2021 in the Eastern Conference Finals. He obviously ended up getting that start because Trey got injured. Um, not going to talk about that at all because I could go off on that. But you know, Lou stepped up, man. He uh, he dropped 21 points, had eight assists. You know, was seven and nine for shooting, so incredibly efficient. Uh, got the job done when he did try and get the job done. Um, and you know, that, that was, that was a huge victory for the Hawks. You know, it, it ended up not being much for us, but I got to admit at the time for us to pull off a win like that, if you guys remember Cam Reddish had a big game too. Um, I, I'm pretty sure Bogey had a, a, a pretty big game as well. My faith and hope in the Atlanta Hawks was sky high at that point. I, I don't think I was alone, but, uh, I, I honestly thought that was such a, such a sign of just championship pedigree out of this team. So was a little bit wrong on that one and that's okay. Um, you know, it, it is what it is, but you know, that moment, um, you know, there were a couple big shots. I know we hit that, that three late. Um, it, it was, it was just, 
a moment in time that, you know, it it's a moment I wish I could have back and just hold on to. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, a, another favorite lemon pepper moment, uh, Abs actually tweeted this from the account. So um, if you guys do follow the Hawksman TV Twitter account, you've already seen this moment. But it was that game five against Phillies in the series before that. As I mentioned before, the Sixers were a former team, so I'm sure there was a little bit of uh, emotion behind it on that, you know, even though Lou Will will probably never admit anything like that. Um, you know, beating beating Philly in game five with that comeback, you know, we were down, I want to say, 26 points. I, I believe it was 26. It was either 26 or 27, but I want to say it was 26 points we had to come back from. Um, Lou was a huge part of that comeback. It gave us a 3-2 uh, series lead. Philly did did go to Atlanta and ended up uh, winning that game to force game seven. I was unfortunately at that game. Um, but, you know, we obviously won game seven in Philly, so no big deal there. Um, you know, we had 13 points in the fourth quarter. Again, hit a huge three to put us up 11. Um, you know, and it just, you know, th th excuse me, 13 of his 15 points were scored in the fourth quarter, hit that big three. Um, so clutch was just, the, the clutchness was just oozing at that point from Lou Will. Um, and you know, it was, it was just a game just like the next series against the Bucks where it was just a, a, um, a moment in time of, I, I gotta be honest, the fact that we got those moments from Lou Will, when he got brought here, he contemplated retirement when, when that Rondo, uh, Rondo trade happened. He, 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 I, I think he was openly admitted. He didn't really want to come play for a rebuilding Hawks team at that point in his career. Um, so, you know, I, I, I know without a doubt the fact that the Hawks were able to get to the Eastern Conference Finals two, two games away from the finals. You know, uh, he, he definitely, definitely realized that this was a, a great decision for him. So, you know, I, I think those that that 2021 year, I, I hold on to it dearly. I, I wish it would have ended in a championship so we could hold on to it even more dearly. Um, but, you know, it, it was still an amazing run and Lou Will was a huge part of that run. So um, forever grateful for Lou Will with that one. Um, and my third favorite moment, again, not, not necessarily ranking these, it was just one that happened when he was in a Hawks uniform the first time, um, was actually back in 2014. The Hawks were playing the Heat towards the end of the season. Um, if For those of you who may not remember, Hawks were actually the eight seed that that year. Uh, we had been in the, uh, the playoffs the previous six seasons. We actually had the longest streak going into that playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Um and, you know, we we had to win, I want to say, six out of our last eight games to make it. Um, and we did. And one of the teams that we beat in that, you know, six-game time frame was the Miami Heat, who at the time had LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. Well, you know, uh, Lou Will said, no, no, no problem for me. He uh, dropped 23 points uh, to send the Hawks to the playoffs. That was kind of the the, the clinching game to send us to the playoffs for the seventh straight season. As I just mentioned, that that extended our longest streak. Um, you know, that that was a streak as a Hawks fan. I, I got to admit, the the only team in the league that had a longer streak at us at that current time was the San Antonio Spurs. So that was that was that I, I took a lot of pride in that in that that record as a as a Hawks fan. So um, and you know, there there were a couple 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 notes that were just amazing about that. You know, obviously we beat the Heat when they're you know one of the biggest super teams ever in NBA history. Um, but the team that we actually knocked out of the playoffs were the New York Knicks. So I always always thought that was awesome. Uh, you know, the Knicks fans have been hating the Hawks for a while now. Um, you know, and 2014 also was uh, Coach Bud's first year. So just a, 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 a strange year in Atlanta Hawks history, but we somehow still made it to the playoffs. I, you know, we won a couple games against the, the one-seed Pacers. Um, that was when, you know, they were kind of at their height with David West and Paul George and all those guys. So, you know, I don't – 
you know, not not a shock that we didn't pull that off, but you know, still still nonetheless, Lou Will dropping those twenty three points against you know a very very talented Heat team to send the Hawks to the playoffs. Um, in a year where you know we did have a losing record, we probably um, didn't necessarily deserve to be in the playoffs, but eight teams make it, and uh, we we fought for that eighth spot and made sure those New York Knickerbockers didn't make it. So uh, you know, got gotta love it, man. So Lou Will, I doubt you will ever hear this, but if you do, my man, thank you for your time in Atlanta. You are a legend in Atlanta. Uh, you're a legend at in anywhere in Atlanta, whether that's State Farm Arena or, or Magic City. So, you know, we we love you in Atlanta and thank thank you for what you did for us as Hawks fans. Um, okay, so moving on to the second little story. I'll keep this one kind of short, short and sweet because I don't want to think too much into it. But as I mentioned in the intro, I, I don't think it means nothing. Um, and that is that Trey was in LA on Father's Day. So the the Father's Day, I don't think that necessarily matters. Um, I mean, it is a holiday, sure. It's his first Father's Day. Um, you would think maybe he would want to be spending it at home or maybe even somewhere like Norman, where he's from, Norman, Oklahoma. Um, but you know, it being spent in LA, I I this is where I don't think it means nothing. Is that he, he knows, man, the, these younger athletes are tapped in when it comes to social media and what is being said about them. Trey knows about the rumors that him to LA and, um, you know, him being one of Rich Paul's clients, uh, clutch sports and all that, you know, the, the rumors have been there for a couple seasons now. And it seems like this season they got at their absolute strongest. Um, so I gotta be honest, man. I, I, I don't think that Trey young won't be in Atlanta Hawks uniform next season, or even the season after that. But to feel like he's kind of trolling us in a way, like Hawks fans, um, I, I got to be honest, man. I was, I was like, okay, I, I, I guess, man. Because, um, I mean, let's be real, guys. It's not just some innocent trip to L.A., you know. I mean, um, it's it's you know, the, the city that he's been rumored to be going to for a while now. And, um, you know, with the, the Suns just getting better, the Nuggets just won a championship. LeBron is clearly going to be going for that fifth ring. So I think you have to be dumb to think that's not something LeBron is going to be going for. So, I mean, why wouldn't he want a Trey Young, you know, running his offense as at the one? So, you know, I, I, I don't think it means nothing, but I also don't think it means that he is going to be a Laker. I just think maybe he was just trying to have some fun with us. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully that's all it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I said, I'll keep that one short and sweet. I don't, I don't think there's, too much to read into that, but uh, I don't know. You know, it, it could it could be something we look back on and we're like, oh wow, yeah, I guess I guess that did mean something. So, um, but truthfully, it, it more than likely means nothing, and probably just his way of having a little bit of fun with us Hawks fans. So, I see you, Trey. I see you. Uh, just just don't scare us, man. Just don't scare us. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll keep that one short and sweet. Uh, before I go into the draft preview, though. I want to uh, go ahead and uh, let you guys hear our message from our guys over at Firmament Solutions. When you need quick, effective, and accurate data cabling services, call Firmament Solutions. We care about your network infrastructure. Our services are white labeled, so you get the contracts. We provide the services. Our expertise includes low voltage communication, networking, electrical, physical security, and life safety equipment. We're industry leaders, providing 24-hour service coverage. So we ask, when is the best time to have one of our certified technicians assist you? All right. Sounds good. We we, we, we love hearing from our guys at Firmament. Um, again, if this is something that 
you know, you may need for your personal life or maybe your small business or your business that is growing even. Um, definitely check those guys out. They uh, they they offer a great service and could definitely help you help you out with with whatever you're trying to accomplish. Um, so, yeah. So now we'll go into the draft preview. Um, as, as I mentioned, I have a few guys that, that I have in mind. Um, one of them I, I don't think will be available. I'll start with him. I don't think he'll be available at 15, but I also have heard that the Hawks are, are rumored to be trying to move up in the draft. So with that being said, it, it could be because we're kind of eyeing this guy. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, with, with us eyeing him, <laughs> I'm going to say his name in a second, with us eyeing him, you know, it's, it's, I think it's clear that, you know, we're trying to improve something that we haven't had. Um, and the first player on my list is Mr. Grady Dick, the 6'8", 205-pound guard from uh, University of Kansas. Uh, you know, this guy is I, – I don't think you can say hands down, but he is the best shooter in his class. Um, you know, and that's why I just prefaced it with that. That's something that the Hawks need, man. I, I you know, I was – one of those people that I, w- I won't say stupidly, but I did think that Trey Young was going to be a little more like Seth Curry offensively, just in the sense of like his shooting percentage and his three point range and his just, you know, just all, his percentage. And and it's it's not quite the same and that's OK. Uh, but, you know, Grady would definitely bring this element of shooting that we don't really have right now. Um, you know, he he would be a defensive liability as, you know, he is a little a little thin. Um, you know, I I think he's got some, you know, body types of kind of like the Chet Holmgrens out there where it's like, yeah, you know, he'll he's 19 years old. He's 19 and a half. He'll bulk up a little bit. Um, with that being said, you know, I do think uh on the defensive end of the floor, he is definitely a little tenacious. So, you know, I I with that being said, I think there is some potential there. Um, you know, I I, you know, can, can kind of pair that to our star and Trey Young that I don't think anybody's ever said that Trey doesn't try on defense. He just, you know, is a small guy and can do what he can, right? And, you know, Quinn's working on that. I saw Trey, Trey Young cookies more in the last 20 games of the season than I think I've ever seen in his career. So I'm, I'm excited about Trey Young's defense going forward with Quinn. That's a little besides the point. Um, you know, I'm just saying I do think Grady's liability on the defensive end is something that could certainly be addressed. Um, and, you know, the thing that you just can't really teach that, that pure shooter, that pure release that he's got, um, you know, that, that is something that, that, you know, Grady does have. And um, we, we need desperately, we do need desperately, you know, and, you know, this is a guy that obviously with, with him having the pedigree that he does with his name and at Kansas, he had a ton of good games throughout the season. Um, but, you know, a couple that stuck out to me were, you know, the first round against Howard, I know that's against a 16 seed, um, and it shouldn't, shouldn't be weighted too much, but we've seen twice already now, uh, 16 seeds beat a one seed. So I'm definitely not going to act like, you know, it's, it's, you know, Howard is just this joke of a team. I think I even remember Howard being picked by Pablo Torre from ESPN as the 16 seed to beat the one seed. Um, so, you know, he dropped 19 points on 13 shots, had 11 rebounds, which the 11 rebounds I like to see because, you know, with him being six, eight. He's, you know, especially in the at the collegiate level, he's obviously going to be, you know, a little bit bigger than than maybe a guard that's on him. So getting those 11 rebounds, I, I think that that's definitely a stat that I would want to see out of someone his size and someone with maybe his, you know, lack of that skill on, on that end of the floor. Another game that he had huge was against Texas. Texas was a team that um, really had Kansas's number this year. And the one, I think the one game that Kansas did beat them in and the three tries they got, 
You know, Grady dropped 21 points on 11 shots, uh, you know, two for three from three, had another four rebounds. You know, the, the, it's, you know, the, these college games, we, I think, at least myself, because I, I, you know, covering the NBA, sometimes I look at these stats and I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, I, I guess it's a good game. It's not the same. The, the the statistics and the scoring is not the same. So, you know, 21 points on, on seven for 11 shooting in college against a, a top five team. That's pretty dang good, man. That's pretty dang good. So that that's something that, you know, I, I got to be honest, I, I would gladly have that come and be in a Hawks uniform. And, you know, you know, I, I'm sure Hawks fans would have a lot of fun with that last name and the puns would just be flowing on that one. But, you know, I do think he would actually bring a legitimate uh, aspect to our team that is is missing currently. And, you know, obviously with him being 19 and a half, you know, you know, n- no way in hell going to be a starter. You know, it obviously depends on what what opportunities he's able to get. You know, can he shine like an AJ Griffin um, if if given the opportunities? You know that that's yet to be told and yet to be seen if it's going to be in a Hawks uniform. So um, I do think Grady would be a, a a great choice for us. But out of my out of the three guys I have the most notes on, he's he's definitely the one that I I truly don't see being available at fifteen. But if we move up, it it could be for Grady Dick. So who knows? Um, yeah, uh, great. Grady Dick would would look great in a Hawks uniform for sure. Um, the next guy on my list is a, is a guy that I've actually seen mocked to the Hawks in a couple mocks. So I do think his potential of being available at fifteen is much higher than Grady's, um, and really could ultimately have a higher ceiling as higher ceiling than Grady as well. And that is Casein Wallace, the six four, hundred ninety three pound guard out of Kentucky. Um, you know. First off, Kentucky guards, I feel like they always perform better uh, in the league than they did collegiately. And that's not saying they don't perform well collegiately, but, you know, you got your Devin Bookers, you got your Jamal Murrays, um, you got you got all these guys that Tyrese Maxey, Emmanuel Quickly, like these, these guys by no means were bums at Kentucky, but no, man, they weren't all Americans. And in the NBA, they're all NBA or, you know, right below all-star level um, you know, so the, these getting a Kentucky guard at this point, I, I, it's like dang near getting a quarterback from Alabama. You know, you're, you're, you're going to be good. You're going to be good. Um, so w- with that being said, just off the, off the top, off the rip, I'd be okay with it. But really what excites me the most about a case in Wallace being on the, on the Hawks next year is, you know, unlike Grady Dick, he is the opposite of a defensive liability. He is in my mind, hands down the best on-ball guard defender in the draft. Um, you know, something, again, that the Hawks just kind of desperately need and something that, you know, I, I got to be honest with you, when we brought on DeJounte and, and I thought DeAndre was going to take a leap and, you know, Jalen and Yeka were, you know, prob- in my mind going to perform even better than they did last year, which is probably a little dumb on my part, but it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I got to admit this, this guard play just absolutely dominating us. It's it's something I'm I'm just over with, man. I thought I thought it was going to kind of slow down in 2023, but it, if anything, it seems like it, it got a little bit worse. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. You know, Kaysen is somebody that because of Dejounte and Trey and even Bogey to a degree. No, of course he's not going to get heavy minutes off the bat. Um, but again, just like Grady, he's, he's about 19 and a half. Um, I want to say exactly about uh, exactly 19 and a half. So he's still super young. 
Um, you know, he's he's a guy that I saw on Hawk Twitter Day. He was he was at one of our workouts. So we're we're definitely taking a look at him. Um, you know, and and just like Brady, guy had some huge games in college. I mean, any of these guys going in the top in the first round had some big games, but some stick out to you more than others. And, and Kaysen is definitely one of those. Um, you know, this was a, a loss against Kansas State in the second round of the tournament this last year, but dropped 21 points on 11 shots, man. Nine of 11 shooting, had nine rebounds as well as a, as a guard, um, and he fouled out. He fouled out. So, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't remember exactly when he did foul out. I'm sure it was later in the game. Point being, though, man, he didn't even play the full game. And, you know, it's dude, – dude, dude is insanely talented. Whoever ends up getting him, I, I do think it's going to be – um, you know, a, 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 a pretty quick, uh, a, adjustment for, for, for Wallace, because I feel like defense is something, you know, we saw it out of Davion Mitchell kind of like right off the bat. Like, I feel like defense is just something that, you know, it's not necessarily something you have to like learn, you know, the nuances or whatever. And I'm sure there are nuances to it. I, I'm more so just getting at, just get out there, get on your guy, defend him like you always have since grade school. And, you know, I, I think Casey Wallace will look like a Davion Mitchell from the get-go where it's like, man, this guy can play some defense. Um, so Casey Wallace is definitely somebody that I, I'm i really looking out for. Um, you know, as I mentioned, had big games. There was one that, that stuck out to me uh, as well, dropped 27 points against uh, Florida AMU in the beginning of the season, 10 of 15 shooting and nine assists. Like, I mean, the, the dude can fill up a stat sheet – and can shut down your best player, um, well, your best guard at least. Uh, so, so yeah. So, the, the Kaysen is somebody that I got to be honest with you. Maybe even more so than, than Grady. You know, if I if I had my choice between the two of them, if they're both available, I got to admit, I think I probably am going Kaysen. But you know, I I I think it's at that point you're you're going to be happy with both. They're just going to do a little bit of different things for you. So, um, you know, because. Kaysen Wallace, I've, I've seen this comparison. It was a comparison that I had for him, but a current player in the league, you know, obviously the guy that I'm about to say, he's a, he's a all-world defender, and, you know, Kaysen will not be that from the start, but could certainly be that one day, and that's a Drew Holiday. So, you know, obviously Drew Holiday is somebody that a, a few years ago maybe was just viewed as, like, hey, he's a really good player, man. You know, he's a, he's a, a, a hell of a defender, can definitely drop you 30 points if you need him to. Well, now he's a champion, and, you know, there were a couple games last year in this playoffs um, where Giannis was out that I want to say it was game two against the against the Heat, but, I mean, Drew went off offensively and defensively. So, you know, getting that comparison for Kaysen, I think it's pretty accurate, but also someone that, you know, uh, would, would be a hell of a pick if he ends up being a Drew Holiday. Um, you know, and – and real quick, the, the Grady Dick comparison, I, I should have included this with him. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'll steal this one because it's the one that I've seen everywhere. And it, I do think it's the best comparison. I don't know about the mental aspect. Maybe, maybe he's got a little bit more of that than I've realized. And I just got to do a little bit more, a little deeper research on him. But, you know, that's Reggie Miller, the player comparison for, for Grady Dick. So um, I actually grew up a huge Reggie Miller fan. Um, I, I loved his trash talk. I loved his, his smooth stroke from three. So, you know, Grady Dick getting the, the Reggie Miller uh, comparison, and that, that definitely made me a little bit more excited for him. But, um, you know, again, I don't know if he will be available. Uh, but moving on to the the last guy that I have on my list, um, this is another guy that, uh, you know, is 
someone that could very well be already off the board at 15. But in my mind, I've seen him and I saw him in one mock to us. Um, it was a tankathon. <laughs> saw that name. Um, and that's Jordan Hawkins out of UConn, the, the the guard out of out of Connecticut, who obviously just won a national championship. Um, so I think from the get go could definitely bring legitimate championship pedigree. And, and I don't mean like, you know, oh, this dude can come in and, you know, help a team win a championship off the bat. But just the idea of, you know, actually knowing what it takes to win it all. I mean, he's got some idea of it, man. You know, the 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 level below the NBA is, you know, Division One NCAA. So he's he's got some idea of what what it may take to be a champion. Um, and you know, Jordan behind Grady Dick, and in some people's minds, may even be above him. Is is in my mind probably the second best pure shooter um, in the class. So that's something that you know could definitely help. Uh, the Hawks right away, just like with Dick. And I do think Hawkins is probably more plausible that he's available at 15 as opposed to Dick. Um, but, you know, the, I, I got to be honest, the the worries that I have for Jordan are probably the same ones that I do have for Grady. And that is that, you know, he's he's pretty lean all over. I, I don't I don't see great size really anywhere in his body. Um, and that's OK, you know, but that could make you're defending of a of a opposing player a little bit harder. Um, and I will say, too, Jordan is, I want to say, almost exactly two years older than both Kaysen and Grady. So with that being said, I don't know if the argument holds as much that, you know, he's still going to grow a little bit. Um, you know, I mean, he's not done growing necessarily, but he's got two more years of growth than, than Grady or Kaysen both have. So... Um, with that being said, you know, that that definitely makes me worry a little bit. But I got to be honest with you. This is a guy who um, I would be very happy with if we end up getting him because of his shooting ability. And it's not like he's that much of a liability defensively, because I think you could say the same thing for Grady for him of that. He's tenacious. He, he's going to get after it. It's it's not that he's not trying out there. It just may not be as big as the guy next to him. And, and we've all seen his basketball fans. There are some players and just some scenarios that it doesn't matter how good of defense you play, they're gonna make it, you know. So um I, I, I see him definitely, you know, getting a hand in the face at any 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 chance he gets, though. So um, you know, in the championship pedigree, uh, I feel like a lot of people probably know this at this point, but his cousin is actually Angel Reese, the female basketball player from the LSU women's basketball team who just won a national championship as well. So he's got it in his blood, man. So, you know, I I, I I think their family is is at an all time high right now, and I'm I'm sure he's going to try and keep that going. So, um, definitely somebody that I would not be uh you know upset with if he if he landed in Atlanta and we're wearing a Hawks uniform next year. Um, you know, and and someone that I could kind of compare Jordan Hawkins to, I I would probably say on his best day is probably compared to someone like a Mikael Bridges, and on his worst day, probably like a Max Struess. No disrespect to Max Struess if you're ever hearing this, but Max Struess, you are not as good of a player as Mikel Bridges. I think that's just a fact at this point. Um, so, you know, I, I could kind of see that. Maybe even for for our, our little bit of older listeners, maybe a Rip Hamilton from, you know, the, the late 90s, uh, 2000s uh, era. So um, just somebody who at the end of the day probably isn't going to be a shutdown defender, but could could generally drop 30 for you, you know, um, on 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 any night, you know, because this is a guy who again had some big games 
uh, in his in his college career. You know, dropped 24 points in the Elite Eight against Arkansas. Um, dropped another 31 points against St. John's earlier in the season. So th- this guy, this guy can light it up, light light up the sc- excuse me, light up the scoreboard for sure. Um, so you know, any any three of those guys, I'm gonna be okay with. I I would actually be very very happy if we got any of those three guys. Um, you know, just like AJ Griffin, man, I, I'm not going to buy their Jersey on draft night, but Hey man, they come in and perform well. It won't take me long to buy that Jersey. So, um, any of those guys I'd be excited for. And, you know, it's, it, you know, it's one of the best times of the years guys is, is to draft, you know, we're a team that I, I will proudly say that we have hit on our first round picks the last two years with Jalen Johnson in 2022, um, excuse me, 2021. And then in 2023, Sorry, 2022 hitting on AJ Griffin. So, you know, it's it's something that at this point I actually have a ton of faith that, you know, we can make a good pick and get somebody that can actually produce maybe right away like an AJ or will actually heavily produce in their second year and especially their third year like a Jalen. So, um, you know, but hey, guys, those three names very well could not be drafted. Another another few names to be looking out for. You got Jalen Huchafino out of Indiana. I said earlier in our group message, <laughs> no disrespect to either of these guys, but he reminds me of like a poor man, Spencer Dinwiddie. So I, I just think he should have a serviceable NBA career, but I I got to be honest, I don't know if it's exactly um, what I think the Hawks need. Another one, Nick Smith Jr. out of Arkansas. Um, you know, he's he's got some link to him. Um, I, I think he, he, again, could have a very good career professionally, but I, you know, I don't I don't have as much of a read on him and I I don't know if my confidence is as high in him as the other three players previously mentioned. Um speaking of our last two draft picks, another guy out, out of Duke, uh Derek Lively the second. Um you know, he's a guy that he kind of kind of reminds me of Jalen in a way, you know, just this guy who you look at him and you're like, "Wow, that guy that guy looks like a freak, man." So he could he could certainly be somebody that you know we draft and kind of view him as a little bit more of a project than maybe one of these other guys that we would draft. Um, and with that being said, I got to be honest with you, I don't know if that uh, really attracts me to drafting him. Um, but you know, it's it's at this point, I'm I wouldn't be upset if we took a Duke player three years in a row after the success we've gotten out of Jalen and AJ. So um, Derek Lively second, I, I'd definitely be okay with that one. Last name I, I want to mention too. I I really really don't think this guy's going to be available at fifteen. But as I mentioned with Grady, this guy could be a guy that we're looking at to try and move up to. Um, and that's a uh, Kobe uh, Buffkin. And you know, uh, he's just I. It, it's you know I, I mentioned these guys earlier with Kaysen. Kaysen isn't exactly the type of player that they are. Just more you know a Kentucky guard. But, you know, an Emmanuel quickly, a Tyrese Maxey, like I, I feel like Kobe's got that written all over him. Um, and as we've seen both with New York and Philly, those are two dudes that, you know, have have really helped out with those squads, um, especially Maxey. So um, I, I I would not be upset at all with, with, with getting any of those guys. Any of the guys I just named I'd be okay with. I think this is a draft that, you know, like most years is a little top heavy. You know, you got a, a, a few dudes up at the top that seem to be – head and shoulders above everybody else. No pun attended with Victor Wimbanyana. Um, But, you know, it's, it's a draft that I, I'm, I'm actually finding myself increasingly getting more and more excited for. 
especially if it turns out that as Alex tweeted out from the account earlier today, maybe there is some activity from the Hawks. So we'll see what happens. Um, it's, it's an exciting time guys. You know, I, I will say this, try to take everything with a grain of salt that you're hearing right now. There's going to be a ton of rumors. There's going to be a ton of stories from, you know, Twitter accounts that you're like, who is this guy or what, what are they saying? Like I said, take everything with a grain of salt right now, but some, some, some roster shakeup should be happening with this team. I just don't see us running it back. Um, I was heard Pat Benson on the radio this week saying we, we, We'll run it back. And you know, Pat, I got to disagree with you on that one, my friend. I, I don't, I do not see us running it back with this same team. I I think the 20 game sample size was large enough for Quinn to be like, yeah, I don't need a full season with the same team to just, you know, get back into play in and maybe, you know, be on the hot seat at the end of the season. So no, it's, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's feasible for us to keep the same team. So take everything with a grain of salt. Changes are going to be made and just be excited guys. This, this is, it's 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 an exciting time, guys. Very exciting time. I promise. I know it doesn't feel like it is Hawks fans, but it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Um. So on that note, guys, I'll go ahead and get you out of here. Um. Obviously, thank you guys for the support as always. Uh. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, both at Hawks Fan TV. Check out our website at HawksFanTV.com. That's where you'll find all of our articles. Um. And some other content as well. As I mentioned, Arian is the the head editor. We got a Two, two writers right now, uh, Hassan and Mikey, and they're putting out great content. So definitely check those articles out uh, and be be looking out for, for more podcast episodes. Like I said, we'll do a draft recap next week. We'll do some free agency recaps. I got a couple uh, episodes that I'll release a, around August, maybe early September, a couple Hawks history episodes. It'll be really fun. I think you guys will enjoy those a lot. So uh, just be on the lookout, guys. And thank you. Thank you so much for the support. And as always, go Hawks, baby.